0: الحمد لله الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام الأتمان الأكملان على خير خلق الله أجمعين وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن سار على سبيله ونهجه ومن استنى بسنته ومن اهددى بهديه إلى يوم الدين أما بعد وقد قال تعالى في قرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ إِنَّمَا نُطَعِمُكُمْ لِوَجْهِ اللَّهِ لَا نُرِيدُ مِنْكُمْ جَزَاءً وَلَا شُكُورًا صَدَقَ اللَّهُ الْعَظِيمِ All praise, all thanks, the only due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who yet again has given us a beautiful opportunity together in the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on this Mubarak Day of Eid and this Mubarak Day of Jumu'ah. So this is a double double eid for a believer one is the day of Jumu'ah, and we are still in the days of eid so this is a double eid for us may allah ta'ala give us the taufiq of appreciating this mubarak day may allah ta'ala give us the taufiq of coming early on the day of Jumu'ah to the masjid may allah ta'ala make it such that we see many many more days of Jumu'ah. allah ta'ala also make it such that the last day of our earthly life is this mubarak day of Jumu'ah. one of the fundamental and the most principal importance or most principal things in our deen relates to the heart allah has made it such that we got both an external and we got an internal the external is something that we can see the external is something we can appreciate the external is something that we can work on and we understand because we see it we identify with it on a daily basis but the internal is something that very often we don't understand it or we take it for something to be granted Or what happens is we discount it. In other words, it's not something that is so important. We don't see it. We don't understand it. For example, a person, he'll make effort on his muscles. He'll make effort on his body. His body must look nice. Face must look nice. He must look fit. But very seldom will a person be concerned. That what is the condition of my heart? What is the condition of my kidneys? What is the condition of my lungs? So long as I'm just looking nice, he doesn't... Concentrate too much on the internal until something happens some problem c- comes about in the person realize internally. He's got a problem So similarly as far as our deen is concerned it is not only related to the external. There's a great part of our deen that relates to our internal One hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Nabi alayhi salatu wasallam would quote this hadith often Hazrat umar Allahu anhu after the demise of rasulullah sallallahu alayhi on the member of rasulullah sallallahu alayhi sallam he would also quote this hadith fairly often and what is this hadith that all actions are judged by its intentions in other words whatever actions they are however small it is however big it is however it meets the eye however glamorous it may appear but it's dependent on the intention if the intention is right, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can cause the smallest of actions to become greater than a mountain. But if it is an action that is the size of a mountain, but it's to impress others, to impress and to display and to demonstrate one's greatness to others, in the sight of Allah ta'ala, it's not even worth the seed, the seed of a date. It's not even worth that in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wa sallam, إِنَّمَا الْأَعْمَالُ That actions are only judged by its intentions. And every person will get what he intends. Sometimes when ulama quote this hadith, they say, ma nawa. That whatever his intention is, he will get it. That irrespective of what his intention, therefore we are told that when we are making intentions, make big intentions. Don't feel shy as far as your intentions are concerned. Many people in this time, in this Qurbani season, they ask the question, that can we intend Qurbani for more than one person? In other words, sawab. Some pa- person passed away, an uncle, an aunt. When we're doing qurbani, can we make intention for the sawab to go to more than one person? Ma nawa, whatever we intend, if we intend hundred people, Allah Taala will give the sawab to hundred people. If we intend a thousand people, the sawab will go for a thousand people. If we include the whole ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, our that sawab will not diminish. The ulama explain that the mercy and the magnitude of the rahmat of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is not like a Cadbury chocolate one slab you got you got so many pieces if you give one person one piece then you got so many pieces less if you give another person then you got so many more pieces less as far as the rahmat and the mercy of allah ta'ala you can include everyone in your niyat. so it doesn't matter therefore an intelligent person is if he's doing nafil qurbani not his wajib qurbani nafil qurbani then he'll include everyone a person is giving nafil charity he'll include the whole ummat of rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. his nafil charity he won't limit it because it is not restricted. So anyway, Whatever a person intends, a person is coming to the masjid, he's just coming for salah, he's coming for the first salah, that is one niyat. He makes niyat in his heart, Allah, if there's any talk of deen in the masjid, like how now there's a talk of deen, I will sit for the talk of deen, he's getting rewarded for coming to the masjid for salah, and he's getting rewarded for sitting in a talk of deen. So he just increased his niyat. Then he makes a niyat that, Wallah Allah, if on the way, if there happens to be a sick person, I'll visit that sick person or if somebody is not feeling too well in the masjid also i'll sympathize with him i'll intend to meet him he's getting the reward for visiting the sick also in that one journey of coming to the masjid, he makes niyat in his heart that oh Allah, if there's any dirt, for example, in the masjid, there's anything I can do to clean the masjid, I'll do that also. Any type of assistance I can assist anyone, I will do it. He's making multiple niyats in his heart. He's getting rewarded for all of that, even though he may not even do it. So إنما لكل ما نوى for كانت هجرته إلى الله ورسوله الله ورسوله that person that made hijrat. One of the hardest things on Sahaba was to leave Makkah al-Mukarramah. now is the days of Hajj. Everyone has the desire that Allah Ta'ala take us for Hajj. May Allah Ta'ala take all of us. May Allah Ta'ala open it up, make it easy for us to go. But everyone has the desire that connection is there with Baytullah. But our connection is still very, very little compared to what connection that they had, what the Muhajirin had. The, the sahaba had of Rasulullah what connection they had with Kaaba that was a different level of a connection it was very hard for them to leave their birthplace, to leave Kaaba Sharif, to leave Makkah al-Mukarramah and to emigrate and go somewhere else it was a very very difficult thing so on this occasion there was one sahabi that he had proposed to a woman by the name of Umm Qais and she was situated in Medina Manawara and she was staying there so she made one condition to this Sahabi, he was famously known as Muhajir Ummiqais, that she made one condition, that if you want to marry me, I'm prepared to marry you, but you must leave Makkah al-Mukarrama and you must come to Madinatul Munawarah, you must stay where I am, and then only I will marry you. So he made hijrat he left Makkah al and he came to Madinatul Munawarah and he married her. The other Sahaba had left for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. And for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that is why they left. So on this occasion, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned this hadith, That person that makes hijrat, he leaves Makkah al-Mukarramah, he goes to Medina al-Munawwara for some worldly reason, or he goes to marry a woman, (laughs) <laughs> his actual hijrat, his actual reward is what he intended. that has got to do with the internal side, what the intention is in the heart. So important it is, and a journey of leaving al Mukarramah Going to Madinatul Munawwara is such a blessed thing, but it got to do with the intention. Outwardly, both looked the same. Those sahaba that had left Makkah Al-Mukarramah, he was also a sahabi. He had left Makkah Al-Mukarramah and he went to Madinatul Munawwara. This was a journey that he also undertook. It looked outwardly same, but internally it determined the reward. So therefore, we find that this Intention is something that is very, very, very great. Just to mention with regards to this particular hadith that it is mentioned with Tawatur. Tawatur means that so many people from the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa right up till now, so many people related it that it is impossible to believe that this hadith is a fabrication. It's impossible. And then from the, from the great, great muhaddisin, just to mention a few, one of the one Sahabi first mentioned, Hazrat Abu Ubaid radiallahu anhu, he says that there is no single hadith of Rasulullah that is more comprehensive, more independent and more beneficial than this particular hadith. Hazrat Imam Abu Dawud, علیه, a great, great muhaddis, he says that this particular hadith is half of knowledge. Half of knowledge is this hadith. Another Imam Bayhaqi, he has mentioned that this hadith is one third of knowledge. And why one third of knowledge is you look at our practices, it is divided into three parts. One got to do with the tongue, our devotional acts, our ibadat, our practices in deen got to do with the tongue. The other got to do with the physical body, with our actions. And the third part got to do with a person's heart. And when it comes to niyat, niyat got to do with the heart. So therefore, niyat, it got to do with the heart. This is one third of all our deen has got to do with our intentions. So important this intention is And Imam Bukhari, he also started his Sahih, Sahih al-Bukhari, he started it with this particular hadith. In other words, it doesn't matter what action you're doing. You're doing the action of Qurbani, what's in your heart? Are you doing it to impress people? Are you doing it to show off? Are you doing it for others? Or are you doing it solely for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? What's in the heart is what counts. This is something which is very, very, very important. And there are some other ulama that explain that out of all the teachings in Islam, whatever teachings they may be, this particular hadith adds up to one third of every teaching. Why a person is correcting his niyat for what he is doing? And now, when it comes to niyat, the person at that time when he is doing it, he may have done it for Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. His niyat was correct, but then later on, ulama explain that sometimes the chore comes in, sometimes the crook comes in to try and take away the reward. There is an incident of one of our kabir. Hazrat Haji Imdadullah Muhajir Makki Rahmatul at that time when he had come to Tanebowan to reside, Tanebowan at that time was just a masjid. They didn't have that building around it, that khanka where people could come. It was those rooms and all were not there. So there was a person that had come to Jinjan. Jinjan were where Haji Miyaji Noor Muhammad Rahmatul who was the sheikh of Haji Imdadullah Rahmatul So he was the sheikh of Haji Imdadullah. One person had come to him and said, it make dua for me. What's your problem? He says there is currently a court case that is in progress and one person has taken, unlawfully taken one massive piece of my land away. There is not just one small piece of land that we got here. We are talking about farming land that is massive. So he said one person has usurped this land and now this court case is in progress. Make dua that I win this case and I get my land back. So Miyaji Nur Muhammad Rahmatullahi Ali was a great person and he had that informal relationship with this person. He said, I'll make this dua for you that you win this court case, but I want something from you also. He had that informal so he could speak to him. He said, you see our Haji Sahib, Hazar Haji Imdadullah, he's there at the moment in Tanebowan and we need some rooms around there. We need a little bit of rooms and some facility. If you undertake... To build those rooms. He knew this person was a wealthy person and he would normally offer also and he had the relationship. He could talk to him. He said, You build these rooms around here so that this proper khanka can be established. I will make dua that you win this case. So this person he wanted to win the case. He said, No problem, the deal is done. So anyway, after a short while Allah Ta'ala made it such that he had won the case. So he came back to Hajim Dadu. He came back to Miyyid Noor Muhammad Rahptullah and he said, Hazrat, I came to tell you that I won the case. And he was so excited. But that thought came in his heart. That listen, I'll only build half of those rooms that are needed around the masjid. I won't do the rest. Now my calm is done. Whatever work I needed. So this is when the chore comes in. Ullama explained when the crook comes in, he wants to change your intention. Sometimes you make a genuine intention when you're in need. Somebody is sick in the family. Somebody is in need. Somebody needs something. A person makes the intention. Later when his work is done, now the intention changes. So he said, what I'll do is I'll only do half. I'll let other people do the other half. Because now whatever I needed to do was done short while later a new court order was given that half the land must go to you and the other half must go to the disputant. so now this person got a shock he quickly came back to miyaji nur muhammad rahmatullah ali and he says Hazad, this is the story so Hazrat told him he said you see i made dua that you win the whole land it was in your hand you changed your niyat allah changed the court order your near changed so the court order also changed in other words it was dependent upon your niyat allama no, Rumi Rahmatullah, he mentions, he was a master of giving examples. He says once there was a person, his child was very sick. The child was very, very sick. So he made near in his heart, oh Allah, if you give this child of mine shifa, you give him complete shifa, then the best asset that I owned is this milk giving cow, quality asset I owned. In those days, that's how they, the assets they had were the animals, simple people. He was a farmer he said this milk giving cows i'll give it in your path in your name O allah i'll make this work for your sake if you give my child shifa after some time this child's hands started moving legs started moving child is getting better he's looking much better so now he's near changed he says oh Allah, not that cow that other cow does not giving the milk that cow i'll give it in your path so sometime few days went later and now this child's strength came back so then he Lama Rum Ali mentions. Now this person says that you know what? He changes I don't want to give that cow. That cow that got lost in the jungle, if the thing comes back, that cow is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So then he mentions in the incident in the story, just so as to understand how we think, how insan thinks that how disloyal he is to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He made one niyat and then the chore comes later on and it spoils his niyat. In other words, he must be on guard all the time. He says, now the child got better. That child was even more clever than the father. He said, father, don't even make niyat, but maybe that one that got lost will come back. Then you'll have to give it. Make niyat that that one you slaughtered few years ago, that one is for Allah. In other words, now you don't have to give anything. So this he explains as an illustration, that this is the condition of insan, that sometimes he does things for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, later on the niyat goes. And one thing in our time and age that steals the niyat away, and we don't even realize it, is this photography and this camera, etc. A man is going for umrah, a man is doing tawaf of baytullah, he's videoing himself and sending it throughout the world that moment of him doing that ibadah is already captured by the malaika for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala there is no need for a person to take a selfie of himself and show the whole world sometime he's there by the hajri aswad he's showing the whole world that yeah i am and now even the sanctity of masjid and nabawi is spoiled because people are taking videos and showing what do we need to show Allah ta'ala has got malaika to record that moment if there was any moment that needed to be recorded was that moment when Ibrahim put the knife over the neck of his son but Allah Ta'ala did not record, Allah Ta'ala did not capture that moment. Yet when we want to put the knife over one animal, then we want to show the whole world what we are doing. We are spoiling that niyat of ours. If we are doing it for the sake of Allah, Ulama explain: take that action and throw it in the ocean. On the day of Qiyamah, Allah will take it out and show you that you did it for my sake, you didn't enjoy it to show people. You did it for me, Allah Ta'ala will preserve it. If a thing is shown to people or later on a person looks at it, hey, see what a animal I slaughtered, that come in his heart, that Ikhlas is lot. So therefore, we must be very careful. Shaitan is using different ways to deceive and cheat us and take away that intention from our heart. And one way in this time and age is the cell phone. It is spoiling, it is corrupting all our ibadat. It doesn't matter where a person is, it is corrupting it. Allah Ta'ala save us and Allah Ta'ala give us the taufiq of protecting ourselves. Whatever we do, we do it for the sake of Allah. Therefore in the hadith it comes that when you give charity with the right hand, don't even let the left hand know. Uh, forget showing everyone else, posting it on Twitter and Facebook, and letting everyone else see. Don't even let the left hand know what the right hand has given. May Allah Ta'ala give us all the taufiq of doing things for his sake, protecting it, looking after it, and safeguarding this niyat of ours. wa alhamdulillah.